Hello, I'm Nicole Aberdeen and I write about books for Good Weekend. Welcome to the Books, Books, Books podcast in which I interview the best writers from Australia and overseas about their latest books. Thank you for joining me. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the country where I live and work and from where I'm joining this conversation, the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to their elders past and present, to the elders of all communities and cultures across Australia and to leaders of the future. You can listen to this podcast, all of the episodes at nicoleabity.com.au or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So, Books, Books, Books community, I have some exciting news to share with you today about a new collaboration with Griffith Review, Australia's leading literary magazine produced out of Griffith University in Brisbane. Griffith Review produces four issues each year with a selection of fiction and non-fiction writing on a chosen theme. I am absolutely delighted to welcome you to the Books, Books, Books Griffith Review series, in which I will be interviewing the editor of Griffith Review, Dr. Ashley Hay, four times a year about each of those editions. So in today's brief introduction, I'd like first of all to introduce you to Ashley, and then I'm going to ask her some questions about Griffith Review. Dr. Ashley Hay has been the editor of Griffith Review, Australia's leading journal of good writing and ideas since 2018. Ashley has worked as a writer, editor and journalist for almost 30 years, and her work includes fiction, narrative nonfiction, science writing and journalism. She has written and published eight books, including three novels, The Body in the Clouds, The Railwayman's Wife, and A Hundred Small Lessons, which have been published to critical acclaim and commercial success in Australia, the US, the UK, and in translation. The Body in the Clouds was longlisted for the prestigious International Impact Dublin Literary Award, and The Railwayman's Wife won the Colin Roderick Award and the New South Wales Premier's Literary Award People's Choice. Her work has been widely published, appearing in, amongst others, The Guardian, The Monthly, Best Australian Essays, Best Australian Short Stories and Best Australian Science Writing. In 2016, Ashley won the Bragg UNSW Press Prize for Science Writing. She has a doctorate in Creative Arts from UTS, the University of Technology, Sydney, and she appears regularly in the media and at writers' festivals. Ashley, welcome to Books, Books, Books. Thanks, Nicole. Ashley, Griffith Review is Australia's leading literary magazine, founded in 2003 by Professor Julianne Schultz of Griffith University in Brisbane. Could you tell us a little bit about the history of the magazine? What was its aim? I think it wanted to uh, be a place that explored ideas and provoked new conversations. One of the things that set it apart from the beginning was having these central themes at the heart of its editions, which really allows... It allows a conversation to start within each edition between the different writers and the different voices, but it also allows you to start conversations with your readers and between those writers at events and through the media. So it's it's always been a conversation sort of in and of itself and its, its point was to be um, a provocative, um, iconoclastic, you know, um, intervention, I guess, and and add some other sort of scope to to the literary landscape. One of the things it was always keen on doing was supporting emerging writers as well as established voices. That you get a different kind of conversation with that, and I think another thing that has always been um, 
set it apart in a way is it works as this sort of translational space for academics and researchers and experts in their field who might not identify themselves as writers to talk to a general audience, a kind of broader reading public. So it, it, it sort of exists as this nexus in that space as well. Ashley, it's named for Sir Samuel Griffith, like the university itself. Can you tell us a little bit about him and who he was? I can. Um, so Samuel Griffith uh, is probably most known as, um, well, he was the Premier of Queensland um, in the late 19th century. And he uh, was one of the drafters of Australia's constitution. Um, there have been many things named after Sir Samuel Griffith, including Griffith University itself. Um, like many men of his time, his legacy is one that we have to look at a little differently now. So it's part of what we are very conscious of um, in terms of, yes, acknowledging contributions that he made, but also particularly at the moment, um, maybe, well, not maybe, definitely sort of revising and revisiting uh, some of his decisions, some of his choices, um, and doing a little bit more exploratory work to unpack who he was and what he did. And you touch on that. There's a section at the beginning of each Griffith Review mm. where you touch on that and then on the fact that um, that you are revisiting some of some of the work that he's done. Something else which I loved that is included in the introduction to each edition uh, is you said, or the Griffith Review says this, like Sir Samuel Griffith, Griffith Review is iconoclastic and nonpartisan, with a sceptical eye, a pragmatically reforming heart, always ready to debate ideas. Can you tell us a little bit about the pragmatically reforming heart? To what extent does Griffith Review aim to start national conversations and stimulate debate? I think that's always been a pillar of what the journal was intended to do. Uh, we operate out of a university and we're supported by the university. So that gives us a very clear sort of mission around engagement and thought leadership. That's important. Um, again, I think part of that mission is underwritten by the number of different voices and perspectives that come into each book in and of itself. So one of the things that always impressed me and amazed me when I was writing for Griffith Review and, and Julianne Schultz was its founding editor and its editor and publisher was the way Julianne always seemed to know what everybody was going to be talking about 18 months down the track or a year down the track. Part of what interests me now is understanding the mechanics of the editions themselves in a way, which is that because they do generate those conversations, you're inviting, you're inviting writers from really different backgrounds, really different genres. So you're, you're putting, you know, a 7,000-word a, a essay um, into the mix with, you know, three very powerful poems and some short fiction and some, you know, very personal and evocative memoir. You know, you've got all these different ingredients. And I think one of the things that I really relish about making the books, but also that I think readers really relish, is the mix of ideas and possibility that you get from having these different voices in conversation. So if you come back to that idea of, you know, a pra pragmatically reforming heart, um, I'm, I think that's part of what drives that is just if you, if you invite different voices in and invite different kinds of expertise in around one topic, one idea, one sort of question of the moment, you are setting up a space where different things can spark, different possibilities can, can really get off the ground in a different way. 
Ashley, as editor, you oversee the design, curation and editing of four themed collections each year, uh, involving over 150 writers or contributors. I was wondering, do you personally choose the themes and how do you do that? How do you work out (laughs) what the themes are going to be? (laughs) Look, I think um, one of the things I really valued when I came into the job in 2018 was being able to work alongside Julianne, who is the, you know, she is she is the person who has this extraordinary knowledge and and sort of ability to read what is happening across Australia's literary landscape, Australia's intellectual landscape, Australia's cultural landscape in a really interesting way. I think um, the edition that we're about to talk about, the first edition that you and I are going to talk about is uh, themed around states of mind. So that's a mental health edition. And when I came into the job, there had been conversation for, across a lot of years about when Griffith Review might sort of explore this idea. Now, obviously, with the pandemic last year, um, that kind of changed the angle. So there are there are editions like that that really suggest themselves, in a sense. Um, looking at the planning that we're doing at the moment for next year, one of the things I was conscious of was looking back across where, you know, at edition 72 of Griffith Review now. So you start to look back and think, well, you know, it's been a long time since we looked at this particular area. Or you might have the chance of working with a partner organisation. So we did an edition in 2020 around the links and legacies between Europe and Australia and that was very much driven by a partnership opportunity that we had there. With, with ANU. ANU and a fantastic co-editor, Natasha Chicha. So there are all sorts of different things in play. We did a Crimes and Punishments edition in 2019 which was partly built around the anniversary of the Fitzgerald Inquiry because Griffith University's criminology school had been set up in response to that. So there are lots of different external factors. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, knowing knowing a particular piece of research or something that's sort of moving in a particular way that you think, oh, if we, if we put that at the centre of it, what can we build out around that? This year's editions in 2021 like everyone, we had a very um, unexpected 2020. So I'm conscious that this year's editions probably all intersect and respond to COVID in some way. And I'm also conscious that we probably have kept them up in the air and loose for a lot longer than usual just because we were waiting to see what happened next. So it's all it's all a little bit changeable. So I'm interested in the selection process of how you decide who will contribute to each edition. Do you do a call-out for pitches? Do you commission particular writers? Um, and how do you make the final selection? Well, I think the final selection is coin tossing. Um, no, we do both. So for each edition, we will commission some pieces and that might be because we know of a particular piece of research or we know of a particular writer's interest in something that we're interested in exploring but we also, the, the bulk of our sort of editorial funding comes from the Australia Council and we have a commitment through that to invite as many different voices in as possible. So we do do an open call out for almost all of our editions and in some form or another for absolutely all of them. Um, and that's a really fascinating process then because you have your own curatorial vision, you have the sort of main pillars of the architecture that you put in place to to sort of, you know, hold the whole book up. 
Um, or you might know of a couple of fictional voices that you want to bring in for particular reasons, but then you get this extraordinary offering that comes in through the general submission process. And then it is a case of reading everything um, and reading things against what you know you've got coming through commissions or, you know, um, there are three of us who, you know, participate in that process in different ways across the editorial team at Griffith. And it's the lovely sort of shaping and balancing. And again, with that idea of intersections and conversations, I think. So it's, um, it's not scientific in any way, but part of what we are concerned to do is to make sure in each book we have essays, reportage, memoir, short stories, uh, poetry. We have a visual essay in each book. So we're looking for the mix and the balance around all those elements. Ashley, I know it's really important for Griffith Review in its work to engage with the Australian community. Could you talk a little bit about your work as an editor uh, working with the media and at writers' festivals? Well, I think it's one of the great privileges of um, the job is that not only do you get to play with all the writers and make the books, but then you get to go and talk about them, which is fantastic. So another thing that we do try to do is to maintain a really strong presence at writers' festivals. So because we are a quarterly and we have a lot of voices in a book um, we're kind of a gift for programming in that way because we come with a ready-made panel. Um, but that means that we do get to we get to take Griffith Review to different cities and locations across Australia. We get to take writers to those places. So in terms of a writer's sort of ongoing professional development, often people are doing their first Writers Festival panel with us. We get to talk about the book with, you know, an audience in a place that, you know, might not know a lot about us. So it's a lovely way of, again, keeping those conversations going. And the same is true with the media. We are incredibly fortunate that um, we we give people things to talk about, I guess, is the most basic way of thinking about it. I mean, you do start conversations, don't you? I hope so. Um, and we do, I mean, I think too, because we are a, a whole made up of smaller parts, you know, we, we syndicate a lot of our pieces or we reprint extracts of a lot of our pieces. We place them with other print outlets, which means we're sort of constantly looking for the next take step to take to say, you know, we're going to, we're just going to try and connect this audience with these people. We're going to try to connect this writer's speaking voice with this broadcast audience and then, you know, hopefully pull them back into this story that they put down on the page for us. So all the, you know, I, I always come back to the sort of the idea of curation in the first place and then those kind of connections and conversations that makes everything sound pretty simple. But I think each step of the process that we go through is just another part of that, building that whole. Ashley, thank you so much for all of that information. I'm thank just you. couldn't be more delighted to be partnering with you personally and with Griffith Review. And I'm so looking forward to producing the four episodes a year with you. There'll be one for each issue of Griffith Review, which comes out every three months. Ashley, for people who've been listening, how do they go out and get their hands on a copy? We've got lots of options. We like to make it easy. Uh, you can find us in all good bookshops, as the saying goes. Uh, you can come to our website, griffithreview.com, and you can buy single editions there. But you can also subscribe, so you get four editions that way. We also do have um, all the pieces online, and there are different ways that people can access them there as well. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks, Nicole. 
Thank you for listening to Books, Books, Books. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go to my website, nicoleabberley.com.au to listen to all the episodes and find out more about the podcast. You can also find me, Nicole Abbey, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and look for my reviews in Good Weekend. You can subscribe to Books, Books, Books at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and all the usual places. It would be lovely if you could go to any of these platforms and give Books, Books, Books a rating or review. Thank you. I look forward to talking books with you again soon. Bye.